you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show. We certainly appreciate it, guys. Thanks for tuning in. 14 years going on 15 years next month. Uh, what do we have? Like 15? We're going on 1,500 episodes now. It's just crazy. And uh, we do two to three new shows a day. We do uh, 10 to 15 a week. So only on weekdays. We're not, we're not working on weekends, people. What do you want from me already? Damn it. You got enough to listen to. <laughs> You don't need two more days of content. There's plenty there. Go listen to it. You'll love it. Uh, anyway, guys, we really appreciate you guys going on. And as you know, uh, I think many of my readers know I've lost over 100 pounds by intermittent fasting. And I lived a life where uh, I did all the bad stuff. Not all the bad stuff. I, there were some things that were a little too bad. Uh, I was like, yeah, that probably shouldn't be a road. I should go down. But, you know, I ate pretty uh, I ate pretty gratuitously and bad. And uh, if there was fat in it and high sh- amounts of sugar, I think it was 10 to 15 Mountain Dews at one point, half a bottle of vodka every other night, and uh, uh, eating out at fine restaurants, being single, I, you know, I can do what I want. So, uh, I eat a uh, little too many t- steaks and too much fat and everything else. And so, you know, since then I've done intermittent fasting, lost a hundred pounds, and we've had some great dietitians on the show. And we have another one on today talking about how she overcame her, uh, her issue with diabetes, uh, for type two and how she, uh, helped heal herself and, uh, eat better and become more healthier and how she also helps other people do that as well. And some of her input. She's the author of the latest book that has just come out called Diabetes Plate, Your Comprehensive Food Tracker for Type 2 Diabetics. Uh, April Federico is on the show with us today, and she'll be talking to us about her amazing new book and her insights and how she helps her clients get better with all the different stuff that they uh, should be eating and help them get away from the stuff they should not be eating, or at least, you know, on a frequent basis. Uh, she is a nutritionist, gut health consultant, and hormone health and type 2 diabetes expert who educates and empowers women, and she, she might help some of us men here, uh, to have a healthier relationships with food, nutrition, and themselves. Uh, in February 2022, she nearly succumbed to diabetic ketoacidosis, and she was an alcoholic for four years prying, prior to giving alcohol and coffee up for good on top of that she is a social media and publishing powerhouse welcome to the show april how are you thank you so much for having me chris i am doing fantastic there you go and i should i forgot to mention here in your bio you are the ceo and owner of in the pink incorporated and be well by april so give us your dot com so people can find you on the interwebs please Yes. So my website for now, I'm actually going through a significant rebranding, but is the April Diaries dot blog. Ah, there you go. There you go. And that's uh, to support your latest book that you have come out. Now, I understand the Kindle version's out right now as of this recording, and then there's going to be a paperback. 
yep, there's going to be a paperback 300-page journal um, slash tracker, I should say, coming out next week. So next Friday, August 25th, I believe it is. Um, get your paperback. <laughs> there you go. Get your paperback. Keep a journal. You know, I, I, the one thing I learned is, it, although it sometimes isn't fun to get on that uh, get on that scale every day, you know, and see maybe like, you know, stuff you've, you know, you stopped at uh, Del Taco on the way home uh, <laughs> from the gym. Uh, you know, sometimes you, you see it and you're just like, oh man, okay, but back on track. Journals are really important for keeping people on track, don't you think? I agree. And to your point about stepping on a scale, I would say break up with that freaking scale <laughs> because it's not always correct. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could be getting muscle for all I know. I mean, I am going through um, personal training at the moment. And um, one of the things my trainer had told me, um, that was just my cat meowing. I don't know if you heard her, but um, oh, I thought it was your trainer. Because <laughs> you said, you said, uh, my trainer told me and I heard that meow. And I'm like, that's your trainer right there. <laughs> Sorry. I wish. Um, I oh, goodness. But my trainer is great. AJ, uh -huh. you're awesome. Um, thank you. And um, but nonetheless, he told me that like if you stop on the scale and see that you've gained weight, um, mm -hmm. that actually could be that you're gaining muscle and just losing fat. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's water weight. Sometimes you're just you're just holding a bunch of water and stuff. I remember when I used to drink heavily, as I mentioned before, and, and you did in your bio, uh, you bloat and you carry a lot of extra water because your body's trying to offset that dehydration that you're doing to yourself. So give us a, give us a little uh, 30,000 overview of some of, the, some of the stuff that's in the book, and then we'll get into some of the deets. Yeah, so the diabetes plate is not just a blood sugar slash food tracker. It also has really valuable information in it, like how to manage your diabetes effectively mm. and how to effectively read a nutrition label. Mm. Most of us don't know how to do that. I mean, most of us just look at a nutrition label and just go like, oh, this much calories. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, most people don't read the little hidden small part, especially exactly. us old people with old eyes, is the part that says servings, number of servings. Yes. And you're like, ah, oh, it's got 100 calories in it. That ain't too bad. And then you're like, yeah, that's for a one millionth of a millionth of a millionth of an ounce. <laughs> I would say it's actually per serving, but you you're on the right track. Yeah, yeah, per serving. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, wait, there's like, so just one bite of this is like five thousand calories. I mean, <laughs> you know, what's that? Who's that crumble cookie or somebody? They, there's, crumble there's, cookie. There's, yeah. There's some there's some cookie Something thing like that's that. like an astronomic amount of calories. So, uh, uh, what else? Uh, what else do you talk about in the book? Uh, just some tease outs. Um, well, first I actually talk about who I am and a little bit about my story and mm -hmm. really how this all began was my night in the ICU well, actually was oh, four wow. days, but, um, I'm just going to call it that fateful night, like the total rebirth of who I am. Mm. So I was a poet going to publishing school in Boston and I, one day it was actually a Valentine's day at 2022. I actually was feeling all the symptoms from diabetic ketoacidosis, which oh, wow. they don't teach you in primary or secondary school and not even in medical schools for that matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing, Chris. Wow. And, um, things you well, need to know. Yeah. You need to know this. Yeah. And Other than I, where I to put the periods and commas. Exactly. 
So, um, yeah, I was just feeling all the symptoms and not to be gross or anything, but that night I puked like four times and it was all black bile. So oh, that's wow. really, yeah. So that really goes to show there was a lot of acid in my system. There you go. That's Fridays around here at our house. <laughs> oh goodness. You're killing me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, all jokes aside, I almost died that night. Wow. And I don't know how, I don't know when, but at one point I just couldn't walk anymore. Wow. And I wound up succumbing to my mom's decision to just go to the emergency room. And I'm so glad I did because yeah. I, I almost died that night. Yeah. I died of ketoacidosis. Which you can too. Yeah. You can. And it actually is more than likely that you can. Wow. So I am very thankful that i am the girl who lived <laughs> yeah and went to the doctor you definitely go to the doctor sometimes if stuff isn't wrong people you'd be surprised i've had people that have had heart attacks in my office and they're 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 kind of mild but they're still having a heart attack and they're like i don't want to go don't call the ambulance I'm like I, you know you're going but uh you know it's it's one of those things so uh tell us about your journey you you, you it sounds like you may have battled some alcohol in there give us your hero's journey so we kind of understand how, how you got here and, and uh, more in depth of that. Yeah. So um, to my point earlier about being a poet in publishing school, like writers, we tend to drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest Hemingway style, right? I was like living my, I call it my Carrie Bradshaw lifestyle. I love ah. the city. Um, I practically swear by it. So Sarah Jessica Parker, if you're watching this, I'm a fan. So um um, but all jokes aside, I was drinking pretty much, um, more than two bottles of wine per week. Wow. Yeah. Or at, at least like one bottle of wine per week. And, mm -hmm. um, and that just wreaked havoc on my system. And, um, even my brother could guess like, oh, she's going to be diabetic. And I mean, he, I don't know if he was joking or if he was serious, but again, he's a comedic, so we're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> well, evidently you did happen to you then, right? Yeah. And <laughs> they're actually saying that, um, with, um, with girls who are in their twenties, like myself, I mean, I was 25 when I got it wow. and I, uh, and I'm 27 now and have fortunately beat diabetes. Um, although I still control it with Jardians, um, Basiglar, which is the nighttime insulin and right. um and just overall nutrition and exercise like i said right. i have a personal trainer so um i um yeah i lost my train of thought here but um <laughs> you were saying about how you were going through the process of uh you know you're drinking a little bit too much were you eating badly like i did for 50 years where you're well, yeah uh, i completely ignored my health like the mcdonald's and stuff yeah, I went to McDonald's, got Uber Eats, got all that jazz. Like I said, I was pretty much whining and dining. And whining and dining. There you yeah. go. <laughs> and um, I wasn't really watching my weight as well. And I look at pictures from, say, um, November 2020 or 2021, actually. And um, so this was like post-COVID. And, and I didn't realize this, but I was actually suffering from COVID at the time. Oh, really? And thing it's more so um linked especially with girls in their 20s um mm -hmm. that can get type 2 diabetes from having covid yeah there's some damages that come from that it uh, oh, yeah. inflames the it inflames the organs and the over inflaming the organs can permanently damage them because you know you're not supposed to 
overheat everything in your body last time I checked my therm my thermometer but you know there's that yeah absolutely and yeah. yeah like i said i was completely ignoring everything that i was putting in my body and um just not giving enough and just kind of um saying like say la vie and because <laughs> um i'm a huge emily in paris fan as well so oh, wow okay and um anything by darren star i like so there we go yeah. And, and so you you went on this journey. You have your um, uh, would you call this a moment of clarity or cathartic moment where you end up in the hospital? And uh, uh, wh where where did you go from there? Yeah. So well, first I'm going to start when I woke up. Um, oh. I'm very convinced that I was touched by an angel of some sort. Oh, wow. Um, actually went to a psychic, and they said it was actually someone on my dad's side of the family. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, I don't know if that's necessarily true or not, but, um, we'll see. Um, we'll find out someday. I suppose yeah, we'll find out someday. <laughs> Nobody gets out of here live last time I checked. So exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, in all seriousness, um, I wake up and doctors are interrogating me about where I am. And I think at one point I said I was at my boyfriend's dad's pool party <laughs> oh, wow. I was so disoriented. Um, and I remember just trying to look for my phone just to text my boyfriend, like, oh. this is what's happening. And, like, I didn't even know what was happening. Because mm -hmm. you're, you're completely out of your, your systems, completely shutting down or something on you. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm lucky it wasn't shutting down. I mean, at that mm -hmm. point, I was just like, okay, where do we go from here? And how do we treat this? And, um, yeah, and after I was done being interrogated, I then get doctors telling me, like, you do know you're diabetic, right? And I'm like, oh, wow. I do now. <laughs> A horrible way to find out, isn't it? Yeah, holy moly. Yeah. Ah. That was the rebirth of me. Yeah. And I'm in my second life, as I say. And um, I don't know how many lives you get, but. I think this is the best one. Yeah. My best advice is too, don't push it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, know, you don't want to be like a cat. I'm like, let's see how many nine lives we can go through. <laughs> you don't want to, don't test the waters. That's my advice. Oh, no, don't test the waters. You especially with your health. <laughs> yeah. Especially with your health. Well said. Um, so you go through this journey, you get on the other side of it. How do you, how do you get to the point where you figure out how to balance what you're doing? Uh, you develop this journal. And help other people. Yeah. So this journal really came um, a year after my diagnosis. So mm. a little over a year, I should say. And I really credit um, Rebecca Cafiero from the Pitch Club, founder of the Pitch Club, mm. and um, my friend and time management coach Alejandra Marquez for um, really pushing me to write this journal and to eventually publish it which goes to show that anything is possible if you have the right mindset. And something I was going to talk about today, Chris, was the Cicero method, which is how I eventually beat diabetes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, nice. yeah, absolutely. So and it's funny because I need fingers to count the acronym. So bear with me. So it's like confidence and intelligence create emotional resilience to optimize. There you go. The Cicero yeah. method. And so there's CI for each of those. Is that correct? Yeah. Confidence and intelligence. 
There you go. None of either, which I don't have. So there you go. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the I'm the comedic relief over here. Uh, so the Cicero method, I like this. Give us one more time, if you would, so that we can get oh, those. Sure. So people can write those down when they're driving in the car or something. I'm, don't do that, people. I'm just yeah, don't do that. <laughs> so it stands for confidence and intelligence create emotional resilience to optimize. There you go. Well, this is something I wasn't really cognizant that I was following in the beginning stages of my diagnosis. However, yeah. I, when I got out of the hospital and back home, I remember crying on my bed profusely, just thinking like, why did this happen to me? Mm -hmm. And like, how did this happen to me? And eventually I um, just kind of put, put all the puzzle pieces together, but yeah. it still, it still remains a mystery. And I remember thinking, like, you know what? I can bitch and moan about this all I want, or mm -hmm. I can do something about it. Mm -hmm. And I, I decided to do something about it. I chose the latter because mm -hmm. that's the best thing you can do in terms of dealing with the chronic illness. Mm -hmm. And it's because of that I was, I'm able to teach and empower women all over the world about how to deal with their chronic illness and how to eventually beat their chronic illness mm -hmm. because it's possible. And, but first you have to know that you are not alone. That's true. Uh, and that's the great thing about stories and books and everything else is people share their, their issues, their stories, and they help other people succeed. And so now you coach women, you help them feel better about themselves. I know women, uh, probably maybe more than men, they put more on their self-esteem and their, their personal value as how they look and how they weigh. I know, you know, women have issues with the scale that, you know, most men don't. I like, I look at it and go, whatever, man. Uh, but I, I know it's a big deal for them. You know, do I have that correct? Um, I think you have it correct. Um, I think it's both a women and men's issue and yeah. those are non-binary. There you go. And I think that, um, you know, and it's like I said before, break up with the scale because <laughs> really it's not, that doesn't determine your worth. It doesn't mm -hmm. determine your character. It doesn't determine yeah. basically anything because you are not your weight. And diet culture really wants us to think that. Mm -hmm. And I'm fortunate enough to be a diet culture dropout. And, and to tell you the truth, Chris, I think that all of like my binge eating, my alcoholism really stemmed from the trauma that I went through um, in middle school, high school, and even beyond in mm -hmm. college. Like I remember um, in middle school, I was bullied severely. And I talk about this more on my Instagram at the April Federico. And um, yeah, it's just like, I think about it and I'm like, how did I, how did that happen? Like, obviously mm -hmm. you can't control everything that happened in your life. Sure. But you can control how you deal with things. How you and react to things. Yeah. And that's where the emotional intelligence comes from in my oh. sister method. There you go. Hey, can you hang on for one second? Hey, with things, weight machine, we're breaking up. Pack your shit and move out. Sorry. I had to do that joke. It sounded lame at the time, but it's, it came out better than I thought it would. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> and I mean, now don't make me angry. I don't know what that means. Uh, so, uh, 
you know, we tend to eat our feelings sometimes. We tend to use food sometimes to deal with uh, insecurities or emotions. Uh, you know, we've had people on the on the uh, on the on the uh, on the show that have written books about how uh, we need to be aware of our emotions and our feelings, and and sometimes we're reacting to them without really thinking about them. You know, uh, you know, sometimes you're not really hungry. You're just eating something maybe for comfort, or it's going to taste good, or it's going to make you feel good. Uh, I'm going to a movie tonight. Uh, going to see Metallica in concert, uh, and I, I'm already prepping myself to not buy the big giant popcorn thing because the next morning I'm going to hate myself eating that you know jumbo popcorn with I don't know the industrial oil, gasoline, whatever butter they put on, which I'm pretty sure is the same thing they put in cars. Um, <laughs> and so I'm already prepping myself going, you're, you're only getting the small bag, buddy. And, uh, the small Coke, uh, so there you go. But, you know, we, we tend to, you know, like I like to go to movies and my own favorite thing is eating a big thing of popcorn. And, and there's this equation. Uh, when I lost weight, I had to realize there were these lies that I would tell myself in my head. Like yeah. I would go to the store and I'd be like, ah, you know, I do all this work here at the store buying all this, uh, sugary shit that, and fatty stuff that I'm going to take home and eat. And uh, I'll get myself a Coke and a, and a candy bar on the way out. It's a reward. You know, and, then, and then it occurred to me one day, I'm like, you're not rewarding yourself. You're destroying yourself. This isn't, this isn't a reward. If you want to reward yourself, buy some grapes eh? or, you know, I don't know, get, some, get something healthier more to eat. And so we kind of we, we have this weird sort of mnemonics that we use or whatever. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Where we associate, you know, emotions or things to food. And we use it as a silly reasoning. And then we tend to try and comfort ourselves with food. And it's probably not the best path to go down. Yeah, I agree. I mean, emotional eating is unfortunately one of the unspecified eating disorders that you can have. And the problem with um, diet culture is that people think that like, well, I'm, I shouldn't be eating anything. And then like, and like you said, when you do eat something, it's like a reward. However, it's like you, it's kind of like a no win situation yeah. um, because again, diet culture is a huge bitch. And um, <laughs> that should be the top the title of your next book. Diet culture, the huge bitch. Exactly. I think it should be. I like, that. I like that. I'm up for that. <laughs> I'm up for I mean, that as well. Let's see that. Um, yeah, but the thing about rewarding yourself is that there are better ways to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think of the song from Greece, like there are worse things I could do. The song that Rizzo sings, Stalker Channing, and um and I think about my recent journey with exercising and I'm addicted to strength training at this point. Oh wow. And, yeah, and um, it's done wonders for me. It's helped me um, to battle those alcohol cravings and to battle even coffee cravings. Um, I mean, I still have an espresso here and there, but it's not harmful. And and that's what you got to realize. It's the balance. And one thing that I tell my clients and basically everyone, everyone around the world, even on podcasts, is to just like manage your chronic illness without harsh restriction. Mm -hmm. And I mean, restricting yourself will only make you feel unhappy and it leads to wellness with obsession, which is what we don't want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so you, you, uh, you don't drink coffee either then, huh? 
No, I mean, occasionally I would crave a cup here and there, but I remember no. pouring myself a coffee this morning because um we had a tornado warning here in Rhode Island. and um oh, What? Yeah, it was so bad. Is that normal? I mean, it's gone now, and um, it fizzled out by like 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure where you're located, Chris. But, uh, Utah. Oh, Utah. Yeah. Yeah, so you're on the other side of the country. Does, does Rhode Island normally have tornadoes? I thought it was kind of like, you know, the southern middle part of the country. Um, No, it's actually um, East Coast. Um, okay. Yeah, East Coast. I know and, we're having something really weird. We're having our first hurricane maybe on California right now. It's, everyone's really? freaking out. Yeah, like a 140 years or something. It's our first one. Oh, wow. I didn't so, know that. Yeah. yeah There's a we lot were, of weird weather going on today. Yeah, regardless, I was having a really stressful morning. Oh. And this is also where um, the cravings kind of show up in most people in stressful situations. Mm-hmm. However, there are better ways to manage your stress. Mm-hmm. And that could be through um, journaling. It could be through a meditation. It could be through prayer. I mean, no matter what higher power you believe in, you really just got to make a promise to yourself, um, to yourself. Be- because like before you believe in God or the universe, you have to believe in yourself. That you mm-hmm. can make these changes all on your own. And because like it's really the confidence that you have in yourself that you can that you can really beat your diagnosis. Yeah, definitely. You have to have confidence in yourself. You have to move from, you know, like what you talked about early in being in the hospital bed, and you're in the victim maze. You're in the victim mode. You're going, why me? Why this happened to me? And then you move from that to the empowerment mode, where you embody confidence and you embody self actualization where you can embody losing weight and taking care of your health. And uh, that that is what gets you through the process. Does that sound correct? Yep, that's absolutely correct. There you go. Uh, so now you're on the other side of it. How do you work with people when you coach them and help them? Uh, tell us about some of the different things that you offer to people uh, in your variations, because usually some people, times coaches have multiple different programs they utilize to help people. Yeah, so right now I'm offering um, 90-day coaching, which will soon be year-long coaching Mm -hmm. because really um, a transformation does not take 90 days. I I mean, it takes 90 days to successfully build habits, like healthy habits, but it does not take 90 days to completely cure your illness. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I can't guarantee that you will absolutely cure your illness right off the bat, but I can guarantee that you will walk away with the confidence and intelligence that you need to go about your life on a daily basis with your illness. There you go. And to be the woman that you were meant to be. There you go. I want to be the woman that I was meant to be. So there you go. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, You never know. There's still time. Um, And so you help people do that. Um, you, You work with mainly women, I guess. Do you work with men at all? Um, I'm open to working with men. There you yeah. go. And like I said, I'm going through um a massive rebranding. Um mm-hmm. like Be Well by April will soon be in the pink ink. And um and yeah, it's just a whole new journey for me. And um yeah, as you can tell, I love pink. Um so and in the pink means being healthy. So, there you go. Yeah, so I think it's a perfect rebrand. There you go. Pink's important. Uh, Barbie was uh, just on. She had a big pink thing going on. Pink's, uh, women love pink. There you go. 
Um, it's a, uh, it's, I guess, is it a favorite color of women? Pink pretty much. Um, it, it depends on who you ask. Okay. Well, I, you know, you guys, you guys are so good about knowing like just amazing amounts of variations of color as men. We just kind of go uh, blue, green, red. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know what magenta is, so. Uh, but it's great that someone does because uh, the world's a lot more beautiful that way. Uh, so you have your YouTube channel too, where you give people advice. You have your Instagram where you give people advice. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, what you talk about. You know, I I never realized how important the gut health is. Let's get into some gut health. Let's get into the gut. Let's yes. get right down there in the gut. I sound like one of those uh, opera singer vocal uh, teachers. Let's get in the gut. Um, talk, talk to us about gut health and why that's important and why the crap you're putting in your gut makes a difference. Yeah, so Hippocrates was right when he said that you basically are what you eat, mm. and what you consume. And, and it's true because, like, if you're um, – uh, what's the nice way of saying this? Um, Fat? Yeah, I guess so. But um, I don't like saying I, that. Word I did it. I did it for you. I don't like saying that word at all. I'm just putting that out right. there right now. Overly but, uh, sizable. <laughs> sizable. Or I'll just put overweight. There you uh, go. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. Call it, yeah let's call it like it is. Mm -hmm. And um, and usually I'm a really blunt person, so usually that's not a problem for me. But um, you never know. You never know. Exactly. So... Yeah, like say if you're overweight and you're just consuming like alcohol, you're consuming um, all this crap that you're just like, like processed meats, processed everything, processed cereal, the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. And that's just eventually going to affect your mood as well, because your gut is essentially your second brain. Mm -hmm. And it's true when they say um, that the intuition that you have in your gut is like your brain. There you go. Well, like gut, a lot of people tend to ignore their gut feelings. Um, mm -hmm. You really shouldn't because if your gut is telling you to do something, you do it. Mm -hmm. um, but in all seriousness, um, yeah, gut health is really important. And there's so much research being done as we speak. I mean, I'm a gut health consultant, so I deal with this stuff on a daily basis. So, um, and there's constant misinformation out there. So, that just goes to show, be careful where you find your sources. There you go. There's uh, there's a lot of guys online, uh, guys and girls, I suppose, online that create a lot of different things. But from my understanding, the gut is directly tied to the brain. And if you have inflammation in the gut and you, uh, you, know, you have issues with uh, crap you're putting in there where you have poor gut health, you don't have enough probiotics, uh, you know, there's all sorts of different ways, especially with alcohol, you can wipe the gut biome, those uh, wonderful bacteria that eat stuff and help you digest and, you know, make all that stuff uh, pr uh, good for, you know, disposable, disposal, um, that it inflaming of the gut can inflame your brain. Uh, we've had some doctors on that have uh, claimed. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, I've learned over the years that the happier your gut is, the happier you'll be because, you know, you're not sitting there in the fetal position holding your stomach going, why did I stop at Taco Bell again? <laughs> yeah, it's true. You are what you eat and <laughs> you eventually become what you eat as well. And in my case, I became diabetic mm. and um, <clears throat> I was putting all this crap in my body and um, 
And what I didn't realize at the time was that like healing your gut um, and like you've probably seen all these memes like saying, why is every female trying to heal their gut? And um, it's true. We are trying to heal our guts because and men should, too, Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, gut health is not only important, but it's also vital for a healthy life. There you go. You talk about this on your website. The gut microbia uh, helps break down complex carbohydrates, synthesizes vitamins, regulates your immune system, influences Mm -hmm. over metabolic processes. Uh, We had one doctor on the show who's, I mean, he's been a doctor for 30 years, uh, a pediatrician and and family doctor. And he, he suggested that he's been able to heal certain amounts of autism like not heal it permanently i don't want to make a claim out there don't don't take this the wrong way people but he's been able to reduce the effects of autism in some kids in some kids folks uh by taking care of their gut health and he's found that that when if the gut's inflamed there are signals that go to the brain that inflame it and a lot of that inflammation can cause uh, autism to be worse and so he's he's found different ways to do it so i was really surprised by you know uh, by you know all this data on how to do it and i never really thought about it i'm like ah my gut you know it's the it's a trash sewer system of the of the body you know whatever man have fun with that um but you know, now I've had to learn to love my gut and go, let's put some good stuff in there so that, uh, you know, I'm not in the fetal position after uh, Taco Bell night on Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, and, and so talk to us about the correlation between gut health and type 2 diabetes. How do those two uh, equate and relate? Hmm. So the correlation between type 2 diabetes and gut health is that um, – well, I'm just going to start with the um, with the alcohol portion of it because that's what I went through. So it really messes with the gut micro microbiome and it messes with the healthy um, gut bacteria in your microbiome and also um, in your overall stomach. And you really should be um, consuming probiotics, which are in the healthiest foods you can eat. And yep. the probiotics, which are in, say, chickpeas. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, the correlation between type 2 diabetes and gut health is simple. Your diet. Wow. And a lot of people that, you know, I've had people say, well, I have diabetes or I've, I've gotten diabetes. I've had friends that have gotten diabetes, type 2 diabetes, because there is a difference uh, between that and type, I think, 1. Um where uh, if you don't have the damaged organs, you you can come back from diabetes if you improve your diet, uh, you know, start exercising, start taking care of your body and quit using it as a dump for chemicals and in that you call food. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, it, it's it, it's so interesting, some of the crap that we have uh, in our food. But, uh, you know, I've had friends that were borderline diabetes, di- diabetic or uh diagnosed with diabetes and they've been able to come back off of it just by exercising managing what they eat and everything else now you're a nutritionist and we've we've talked about reading labels uh in the backs of those labels let's get dig into that a little bit why is that important yeah so it's important because well one they don't really teach you much about this stuff in primary or secondary schools and not even in medical schools for that matter yeah however um I became a nutritionist because I want to know what exactly 
everyone is putting in their bodies. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I'm not monitoring um, what people eat, but um, I do give suggestions and um, getting a little off topic here. But um, the importance of reading a nutrition label is that you don't know exactly what you're putting in your body. So mm -hmm. let's say if you don't recognize an ingredient, it's possible that your gut's not going to recognize it as well. And it's obviously going to react in a certain way that it probably shouldn't in a healthy, in a healthy manner. Yeah. It's going to be like, Hey man, what are you eating here? Hey, eh? this isn't, I don't remember finding this in the woods when I was a caveman. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Our bodies are so attuned to still kind of what we ate from a caveman sort of aspect, like nuts, berries, you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a good, healthy, uh, uh, vegan sort of veganese sort of food. Yeah. Um, that's called the paleo diet, Chris. And, there you go. Uh, yeah. That's something I somewhat follow. Um, mm -hmm. I follow what's called, um, what Dr. Mark Hyman calls the pagan diet. Mm hmm is like a vegan slash paleo diet which mm -hmm. doesn't are completely vegan um i love meat so that's not an option for me to cut it out so meat's um, kind of good for you too i mean sometimes exactly it you is have a little bit of everything but you can't have too much of anything really i mean i don't know maybe you can eat too much wheatgrass you probably can i don't know i'm not going to try either <laughs> but you know we have a little of that every day um so uh you know one of the problems i have with nutritional labels is and it still gets me this day mm -hmm. like i'll look at the back i'll look at the calories i'll look at you know okay fat sugar and then it's that nutritional uh it's a serving size that always gets me why is why is it important for us to follow that yeah, so a common misconception, Chris, that people have with nutrition labels is um, when they look at the calories, mm -hmm. they think it's the calories of the entire box <laughs> or something, or the entire can, whatever you're eating yeah. Yeah. or drinking. But um, the point is, is that um, the it's actually the amount of calories in a single serving. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if there are 100 calories in um, a single serving of popcorn, I'm just saying popcorn because that's, <laughs> that's where I'm going to go have today. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally well. forgot about that, to be honest with you. But <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with, the, with the engine oil butter. Yeah, I'm going to call it the engine oil butter from here Yeah, on. just call it that from now on. It looks like it you know, when it comes out of the pump. Exactly. So, um, um. Like that's the amount you're going to get in a single serving and yeah. that's the amount that you're potentially consuming. Yeah. I think, you know, what I'm going to do when I go to see the movie tonight, I'm just going to take a stick of butter, which is it's natural butter, which is probably better than the engine oil butter that comes out of the pump there at the movie theater. And I'm just going to, you know, buy the popcorn butter free. And then I'm just going to bite off chunks of the butter because <laughs> that might be healthier than the engine oil butter. I don't know. I might get sued by the movie theaters for saying that, but <laughs> I don't care anymore. Um, so let's talk about this tracker. Let's round bound to your book as we as we go out. Uh, so in, in the tracker, why is it important to track your food, keep a journal, and uh, pick up your book so that people can uh, track what's going into their gut? Yeah, well, it's not just for gut health, but it's also for diabetics as well. Mm -hmm. And you really don't have to be a diabetic to buy my book. I mean, you can buy it solely just to track your food. Mm -hmm. um, because one primary reason that people track their food is so that they can lose weight. Mm 
-hmm. And it's important for people on a weight loss journey to know what they're putting in their bodies and what foods are making them react a certain way. Mm. And um, maybe they're, maybe if they drink a cup of coffee and it's making them sick, well, that's probably a sign for them to stop drinking coffee or at least go see a doctor or something like that and, um, and put that on their to-do list. And, and also just um, like say if they're eating like, you know, red meat and it causes them to get sick, they probably want to track that as well. Yeah. Especially if you uh, haven't got that refrigerated, that's probably another reason why that's working out. <laughs> so you're getting sick. Hey, did you leave that out for a week on the counter? Yeah, that's probably why you get sick from eating that meat there, buddy. So uh, watch out for that. But yeah. you, so people can track this, you know, the, the problem with, uh, you know, not, not tracking and, you know, cause everybody cheats a little bit now, every now and then they, they, you know, you go off the, you go, you know, you go to McDonald's for a day and then maybe you're like, uh, let's go back one more time. And then, you know, then you're back into old habits uh, and old problems you create. Uh, is that the way most people go? Cause I know that's the way I usually go. Um, wait, did you ask like if, um, if people don't keep track of their, their food intake and, and they, maybe they're eating good for a while, you know, they're putting it in the journal and then uh, they they go, oh, I'm going to cheat, have a cheat day or something. And then kind of the cheat day becomes two and three and four, five. And they're not putting it in their journal, so they're not being self-accountable. Yeah, it's all about having that accountability for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, because, um, I mean, my personal trainer recommends like at least one to two cheat days per week. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe that too. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not talking like eating like crap for a whole day, like maybe just having like um, Uber Eats for a meal or like something healthy, like something healthy or something like pizza. Mm -hmm. um, but regardless, I, it kind of goes, um, it's kind of counterintuitive to what I really teach um, about enjoying foods without restriction. Mm -hmm. However, it is important not to restrict yourself of foods that you love. Mm -hmm. However, it is all about being accountable for what you decide to put in your body. I mean, Definitely. if you feel like crap, that's on you. If the food you eat makes you feel like crap and you end up lashing out on other people, then that's on you. <laughs> and it does affect our mood and our state of mind because if you feel awful you tend to maybe emotionally react or, or treat other people awful because you feel like crap and you're, you're ground down. You're, you're, uh, you know, I, I used to have a problem where I would eat garbage and then go to sleep and I wouldn't sleep well. And then that just creates a compounding effect of where you're just miserable. You just become a miserable person and you're overweight. So you don't feel good. You, you can't fit in your clothes and, and you just want to murder everyone, which is a bad thing according to the judge that uh, has to be on parole. Uh, I'm just kidding, people. It's a judge joke. I call back. Um, so, <laughs> so anything more we want to tease out about your book and what's inside of it and all that good stuff? Yeah, well, the first thing I would say is to definitely keep August 25th on your calendar and just buy the paperback. And um, it's go. on Kindle right now for two ninety nine. Mm -hmm. So that's $2.99 for clarification. Um mm -hmm. I've had that problem before where I, um, or someone says like four or something. I'm like 400. I'm like, I'm like, they're like, no, no, no. And like, so I had to clarify that. So there you go. it's probably in the show notes and, um, 
Yeah. And but you definitely want the book when it comes out because it's a little hard to keep that journal right on your, if you start writing on your Kindle, um, it's probably not going to come off. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I do, and I'm someone who likes to put pen to paper and that's mm -hmm. how I remember stuff well. So there you go. There you go. Uh, so any final thoughts? What do you want people to come away from when they read your book and uh, also tell them how people can reach out to you, work with you and get to know you better? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can first follow me on Instagram at the April Federico. That's Federico, F-E-D-E-R-I-C-O. Mm -hmm. And April like the month and then the the before that. So there you go. There yeah. you go. And there'll be a link on the Chris Voss show. And uh, people are going to order the book uh, on your website. They can reach out to you, send you an email, uh, maybe communicate with you through Instagram. Yep, and you can email me at aprilfedericonutrition at gmail.com. There you go. There you go. Well, it's been delightful to have you on the show, uh, April. We've learned so much from you, and uh, hopefully we can get some people to improve their health and uh, get to work with you and uh, make your lives better. And, uh, you know, these crash course diets people get on are crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is just, you know, just take care of what you're putting in your mouth. And I think exactly. there's a lot of... You know, people are like, oh, I'm on, on this diet, I'm on that diet. And they're just constantly on these diet trends and fads. And a lot of them really aren't that good for you. Like, I remember I, years years and years ago, I, I remember looking at some of the little diet drinks that you would drink mm -hmm. um, that have that, uh, been around forever. And, you know, you used to see them on TV all the time. And I started looking at them and I started looking at the sugar and some of the ingredients in them. And I'm like, these aren't really helping me at all. No. no, and and that's the key. It's those hidden ingredients that will eventually put you on the edge. Definitely. Like, for definitely. example, um, and I'm not talking badly about these drinks, but the Celsius drinks. Oh, yeah. They're a good substitute for coffee. However, they do have a significant amount of sucralose in them, which is they a do. stuff to find in Splenda. There's always these hidden sugars nowadays. I was reading a New York Times article about all the different hidden ways they've taken and hidden sugar and high fructose corn syrup, and they, they have different names for it. I think one's called mono something, um, and they, they, like you'll read the labels, now you have to look it up because they have like trick words that they use for it now. Uh, you know, Or like I'll see, like, it's sugar-free, but it has stevia in it. You're like, wait, huh? I don't know. So there you go. Uh, people can order up your book wherever fine books are sold. Uh, Diabetes Plate, your comprehensive food tracker for type 2 diabetes. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, April. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Chris, for having me. There you go. And thanks, my audience, for tuning in. Uh, go to goodreach.com, Fortress Chris Foss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Foss. Follow there on the TikTok. We're starting at cool on the TikTok, uh, Chris Foss One, and uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, all those crazy places. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Lose some weight, eat healthy, and we'll see you guys next time. And that should have us out.